This podcast has been certified 100% Iron Man 3 free for your listening pleasure. And with that, this is the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 64, for the week of Wednesday, 15th of May, 2013. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scott. And Adam. This episode is brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the McFarlane Toys Walking Dead Mission action figure, and our discussion topic is pre-orders, the pros and the cons. Welcome back, gentlemen. Feels like it's been a while. How's things? Very well, thank you, Ben. Very good. It has been a while for me. It has indeed. Adam, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been to Europe. (laughs) And come back. Just like that. You've been to Europe and back. (laughs) Yeah. And what's that country like this time of year? Uh, (laughs) Freezing too cold. (laughs) And where exactly was uh, your destination? So we went to London for a week and then five days, I think it was about five days in Paris, one of which was a day trip to Brussels, just cause. Um, (laughs) And after that, just a four or five day stopover in Singapore on the way home. Nice, nice. And pick up any goodies in in Singapore or are we going to hear about that later? Um, I think I only picked up one very small thing in Singapore. It's just... By the time that I'd packed all my gear, um, I was pretty much at full suitcase with weight limit anyway. So, <laughs> and that was just before I'd left Australia. So, fair uh, enough. Did, did you you went to China Square, didn't you? Yep. For for people that don't know, China Square is this crazy uh, place in Singapore that just looks on the outside like a nondescript multi-level shopping center, but inside is full of bizarre toy stores yeah it's really nice um apart from they seem to open the stores anywhere from about 10 through to about i don't know we left it after midday sometime around two or three in the afternoon and they still weren't all open yeah no it's a very um unusual yeah it's a different culture yeah (laughs) did you take pictures um we took pictures i don't think we took too many in china square we took some Near there and other things. China Square is not very picturesque. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not, not a. Yeah, it's it's utilitarian would be the the word for it. It's all about the toys. We just want yeah. pictures of all the toys. <laughs> yeah, you've probably seen most of them before, anyway. Mm-hmm. It's exciting, but but the prices, at least the last time I was there, the prices are pretty comparable to you yes. know what you would pay elsewhere. So it's not like. Um, you, you can find things there that we certainly can't get in Australia, but you're still paying kind of normal retail price for them. Yeah, you'd pay about the same to get it off the internet and shipped. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard that's uh, Singapore pretty much in general, isn't it? With with everything, sort of food, accommodation, etc. Oh, food's food's cheap. Like you can you can eat really cheaply and really nicely in Singapore, particularly if you're prepared to go to the food. Um, you know, kind of markets where they, you can eat really cheaply there. At Hawker's Corners, yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. Um, and public transport is super duper cheap. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Scott, what have you been up to? Can you match that? 
No, I've been to oh, I've been to Brisbane. <laughs> um, no, um, I have spent my day. My, my youngest turned double digits this week, so she's ten. Yay! And she has had her eye all year on a dressing table from IKEA. Um, that she wanted for her birthday. So I've had it sitting in the garage for quite some time, unbeknownst to her. So family project today, the two girls and I putting it together. And, um, yeah, if I ever find the person that uh, designed that particular piece of IKEA furniture, I will probably poke them in the face. (laughs) Um, We're big IKEA fans. We've got a lot of IKEA stuff. I normally find it really easy to put together, but there were just a couple of design things in this that were like, really? Um, thankfully my eldest is actually quite mechanical, which she does not get from me. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, she was able to, um, to actually solve a couple of the things that were just like an adult hand couldn't do because it was so fiddly. So, but we got there in the end and she's really happy and it's lovely and, um, unseasonably warm for this time of year in Melbourne. So we had a huge walk today, which was great too. Cool. Excellent. What about you, Ben? Uh, can't talk. Eating. Oh. <laughs> what are you eating? Go, go on without me. <laughs> I just have to finish what I'm eating. <laughs> so you were, away, you were away as well, weren't you? I was. Yeah. You yes. have to forgive me, but as I speak with my mouth full, but you, you may remember many podcasts ago, I, um, I, I bitched and moaned like a five-year-old. When, um, that's every podcast, isn't it? I, pretty much. But okay, yeah, yeah. when when you were uh, talking about your um, pop tarts that oh, yeah. uh, you'd been sent, mm-hmm. and obviously uh, someone had pity on me. <laughs> so right now I'm consuming my chocolate rice crispy peanut butter balls. Chocolate rice crispy peanut butter balls. They're like a sugar bomb that just explodes. Oh my goodness! I'm going to be uncontrollable this episode, and they're fantastic. <laughs> I have to thank the lovely Mrs. Hyperion, ah. a.k.a. Mary, for taking pity upon me. And instead of mocking me like the rest of you guys do, she sent me these lovely gifts in the mail. A, a little squished, but um, still very darn tasty. Yum. So I, I shall be enjoying that throughout the episode. Don't mind me and my manners. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there are manners. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is too good. I'm, we're going to have to go to the news while I finish this. Okay. So, um, let's get started with some articulated news. Yeah, you're a disgrace. <laughs> Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Well, before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. As we mentioned, we're not a comprehensive toy news service, but these are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And Adam, you've got our first bit of news. I do, thank you, Ben. So um, it turns out that Mattel are now doing a New Adventures of He-Man, Galactic Protector He-Man. I have a feeling there was some level of moaning about whether or not we were going to get a um, New Adventures He-Man a while back, and it turns out now we are. Um, So there you go. It's, you know, (laughs) nothing nothing really that special. <laughs> I don't think it looks that bad. I mean, I can understand why purists would be upset, but you know, really, it's not that bad. Oh, 
I mean, yeah. it's more interesting than some of the stuff that they've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really big on the whole fluoro sword type thing, but you know, okay. oh, they were they were very in back in those days. Yeah, yeah. it's almost I don't a, know. paint his hair sort of um, black, and you've got a Superman head. Anyway, oh, yeah, that's true. Obviously, this doesn't deserve too much more discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but what else you um, got? <laughs> I've also got the um, Lone Ranger 7-inch action figure set. Um, I think it's the first set. Um, so there's a Tonto and a um, Lone Ranger. Um, and these are from... Where am I... Necker. Yeah, um, so yeah, they look like fine figures. They do. They look great. They do. You know, I I saw the full trailer for this the other day, and the the movie is clearly epic. You can see that it's a big, big budget film, and but I don't know. After I saw the trailer, I just you know I wasn't chomping at the bit to to see this film. It just yeah, Johnny you had, just sounds had, like Johnny Depp in weird makeup. Yeah, you had pretty much no desire to watch it. Um, I'll go and see it. Like, I mean, you know, I, I, I still support movies at the cinema, and you know, it looks entertaining enough. But I certainly don't have the level of enthusiasm for this that I do for something like Pacific Rim. Yeah, fair enough. One thing I'm interested in with the these figures is that we're getting both a seven inch and a quarter scale figure for the Lone Ranger and for Tonto. And um, uh, I, I, I assume these are the seven-inch um, figures that we're looking at. But Entertainment Earth has the same photo up for the seven-inch figures as the quarter-scale figures. Yeah. So <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see which is actually which and what they end up looking like. Yeah, I think there was actually a lot of confusion, or still is a lot of confusion about these figures because when when it was announced that NECA were doing these, people got really excited because they thought that a 7-inch um, scale silver, um, a.k.a. the horse, would be you know great custom fodder um, you know, to make Aragorn and Winged Victory, etc. Uh, but mm-hmm. there does, still doesn't seem to be any confirmation as to whether we're getting silver in the uh, the seven inch scale. So, uh, yeah, I guess as each new set comes out, we'll see. Yes. Mm. Thanks, Adam. No worries. Now I've got some DC stuff from various producers, and the first was uh, the announcement this week that the next premium format. Uh, from Sideshow for the DC line is Harley Quinn. She's going to be up for a pre-order on the 16th. We just have a promo shot at this stage. Don't know what the exclusive is going to be. Um, or do we? It's her unmasked, basically. So, um, Oh, it's a swap-out head, is it? Yes, it's a swap-out ah. head. Uh, she's unmasked. She's got Her hair is kind of the same as her costume in that she's got... Um, two pigtails so she's got the blonde hair two pigtails um and she's kind of got a kind of like a, a bratty look on her face and she's poking her tongue out at you oh, marvelous okay so yeah well this is going to be a pass for me <laughs> um oh boy it was cold when they took those exactly yeah. and that is why you know, I'm I'm really annoyed actually because you know if we haven't worked out, we're talking about she's showing a little bit of nipple, um, through the through her costume, which I think is totally unnecessary, and that is just not going to um, 
pass the uh, wife editing in my house. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I've seen a promo shot of, um, I think someone might have compiled it to show what she looks like next to the Joker. Yeah. Um, and they do look absolutely amazing together. Mm. Um, I think my biggest criticism with this is this new series of quarter-inch premium format scale statues from Sideshow. Um, you know, really excited that that they're, they're bringing them out sort of fairly quickly, even if, if your wallet can't keep up. But we've had three villains so far, and they're all Batman villains. Yes. Um, and not to mention Harley. You know, look, she's fun. She's a great creation. Love Paul Dini, blah, 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 blah. But she's not exactly right up there in kind of my top ten most wanted, um, which I think is, you know, a little bit disappointing that, that they've gone with her. But I don't know. Maybe she'll be sort of um, one of the first in the series that, that you know, shows up cheap on on you know other markets i don't think so she's such a popular character even though like i'm with you she doesn't do anything for me really like um she's such a popular character i I think this is going to be um you know one that will hold its value oh and now i can see the photo of the exclusive and that is um actually cute (laughs) you know like that i actually like that better than the Normal one. Yeah, and she's, she's got that sort of um, bratty look on her face, which I think was actually quite well done. Yeah, yeah well, I'm not sure what where, where I'm going with this because I have the Joker and I had him on display for one day and was told by the entire family that he had to come down because he's too scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I, I've got everything else on order. Um, so on one level it would be hard to break the the stream there and i think these are gonna once you get superman and batman in there i think these are gonna just look amazing as a set um but yeah could you overcome your problem by like doing a custom padded bra yeah <laughs> i might i was thinking about that actually i was thinking i wonder if she's undressable enough just to be able to put a little bit of um something you know, something yeah something something in there <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Some something something. Um, Completely um, sort of digressing here, but was the Joker's hat removable? I don't have the exclusive. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, the only that, exclusive hat yeah. has that. That that, that and, and I have to say that um, hat with the the hat with the head. Otherwise, otherwise, no. Yeah, that just doesn't do anything for me. That's why I didn't. You know, I was on the fence about this, and it was only when I when I saw the. Um, Batman that I thought, oh, man, I'm going to want the Joker as well. So, But, I mean, I have to agree, he actually, the, the Joker head sculpt is awesome, mm-hmm. but it is creepy. It's really creepy. And like I said, you know, I mean, like my my, my wife and kids, you know, will often look at things and go, me, but, you know, ignore it. But they just went, oh, no, he can't stay out there. He's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, so I'm like, fair enough. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, he's going to have to go away until he gets some friends. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, that's that's uh, that's him. Um, and then DC Collectibles has got a whole bunch of stuff happening there. Um, they obviously are really onto a winner money wise with the Arkham City and uh, video game tie-in stuff, even though it's not my cup of tea. And they've announced two new two packs i think they're mostly of existing figures but there is going to be a mr hammer and harley quinn two pack and then a sickle and penguin two pack all arkham city now is sickle actually from the comics or 
Not to my uh, no. They're both from the game, I think. They're from the game. Okay, yeah. So that's exciting for people that like that. Um, but nothing. The penguin's actually a pretty cool figure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like he's a pretty cool figure, and he could fit easily into a comic. Um, uh, you know, a comic based display. And also on the um, video game front, we know that there are new DC games coming out this year. There is the Arkham Origins game, which is obviously another Batman one, and then an Infinite Crisis game. And DC Collectibles is already announcing things to go with that. So there's going to be some six-inch figures from Arkham Origins, and we've seen a Batman, um, which is actually rather good-looking, and, I mean, terrible in terms of design, but good-looking as a toy. And then a Black Mask, which is pretty funky. Um, and then we've, from the Infinite Crisis, which is, the whole idea is, um, you know, different versions of the same character fighting each other. We've seen a Kelly Jones inspired vampire Batman and, uh, some other things that we're going to talk about later in the show. And then finally from the three and three quarter, uh, injustice gods among us line, we have seen a doomsday, which is going to be part of a Doomsday versus Catwoman pack, and I, I assume, in, yeah, I assume in that matchup that Catwoman is just going to come as a little smear of blood, because that's <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. But there you go, Doomsday versus Catwoman. I actually got pretty excited when I saw this because I thought it was a uh, like a you know six seven inch scale figure and i thought maybe that uh, dc collectibles had made up for the the the, the massive disappointment that mattel mm. dumped on us earlier um last week mm. um the I, i've actually seen the first wave of these injustice um three and three quarter figures in person and while i don't like the designs they're actually quite good toys like you know that they, they and the packaging I, I really quite like like they're nice you know box window box packages um and the solomon grundy that's in the solomon grundy and wonder woman pack is a really nice figure as as a figure design aside so this doomsday will be you know fun i suppose as well but it's all easy pass stuff for me hmm. Very good. yeah all right, thanks, guys. Uh, I've got a couple of things from NECA. Uh, we got a, a little bit of a sneak through uh, Facebook showing us the design for an 18-inch uh, Pacific Rim Gypsy Danger mech, uh, which looks pretty darn cool. I'm getting very, very excited for this film. Oh, I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, I they had um, some early test screenings uh, oh, really? last yeah. week, and people just absolutely raved about it and said that, um, you know, the, the action sequences are everything you could ever hope for. And so, you know, look, the figures are, are looking pretty darn good. And uh, if you've seen the, what they call the um, personality posters for this film, uh, they've actually done quite a few of each of the, the different mechs. Um, each country has a, a mech. Um, with a, a pretty cool name similar to Gypsy Danger. But, um, yeah, look, these suckers look like they're going to be full LED. We're going to have lights, um, the whole, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. So um, this is one of those ones where I'm really hesitant to to sort of consider buying it until I've actually seen the movie. Yeah. Uh, I can mm. remember years ago we all got really, really excited for Independence Day and um, mm. all my friends went out and bought up big on all the toys and then we went and saw the movie and it just sucked ass. And 
ha 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 you guys spent a fortune on like toys for a shit movie and oh. i love that movie yeah well there you go <laughs> so so anyway i'll be keeping an eye on these because um i mean really this this harkens back to you know practically shogun warriors um you know mm. it's unlikely we're going to get shogun warriors again anytime soon but this is looks like it's the the next best thing so I'll be watching for those. Um, we also got a Comic-Con exclusive announcement from NECA, uh, and they've announced a Friday the 13th Jason Voorhees action figure. Um, at first I thought it was a, a glow-in-the-dark Jason in that they would just done a figure with a bit of a, a few, you know, monochrome colours and, and glow-in-the-dark parts, etc. But um, even though I think, you know, I mean, when you actually look at the promo shot, I think you could be forgiven to think that that was actually a glow-in-the-dark figure. But apparently it's actually based on the 1989 um, 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 Friday the 13th video game. That, that came out, and uh, uh, for those of you who've forgotten about it, it's probably for the best because it was pretty shit. And so it's uh, apparently their little homage to to that game and just a variation of the existing Jason figure that, that we'll be getting from them. So all good stuff. I, I enjoy me some Jason Voorhees. Um, last up, yeah, a bit of a mixed... Mixed emotions for this bit of news. Um, we talked uh, a few podcasts ago about the announcement that Ashley Woods 3A Toys uh, had received um, permission to do Marvel figures um, in the 1-6 scale. And so we all thought, well, this will be pretty interesting. You know, Ashley's pretty good at, at designing stuff, etc. And he'd already talked about, you know, working on a, um, a Doctor Doom, etc. And we've seen, I guess, uh, a work in progress or a sneak peek of an Iron Man figure and um yeah yeah um it, there's a fair bit of artistic uh, interpretation you could say that yes um if if the sort of original you know Gene Colon style Iron Man had sex with the Iron Giant this would be the offspring <laughs> um, you know it, you know I actually like that really it is if you kept that far away from every other bit of Iron Man related whatever in your house and put it on like a little pedestal, it'd probably look really nice. Yeah. Look, I'm not disputing that, that Ashley isn't brilliant and this design shows, you know, his imagination, um, cl- you know, clearly coming out. I, I Honestly, I just had my heart set on getting some really, really nicely done Hot Toys um, level one six scale Marvel action figures, and um, I mean this is an easy pass for me. Absolutely, I mean knowing how much the three A toys sell for, this is not something that I'd be prepared to pay two three hundred dollars for. So, well, you don't so have to. I don't, and mm. I shan't. <laughs> so, but if this is your thing, you know, um, great, go for it. I, I hope they uh, can come up with. I don't know. I'm just trying to think what what you could then do with some of the other major characters like Captain America or Wolverine or something that would be, you know, interesting to see just how much they vary from their sort of normal look, I guess. So, all right, well, stay tuned. We shall. All right, well, that wraps up the Articulated News and we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFP podcast game, Name That.
for one second. Cha-cha, my whippets. What's the goosh? This is John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd, back with another installment of Name That. When last we spoke, you heard this tale of adventure. He's by Sean. He's still behind us. I've got you now, human. Oh, no, we don't. Ugh. One down. But here comes Scarface. And Tasha's ready for it. If you guessed that this was for a commercial for the reboot of the Sid and Marty Croft series Land of the Lost that happened in the early 90s, you would be correct. Um, some of those dinosaur-chasing toys may have made it to your toy box at some point or another. So, without further ado, let's listen to this week's sound. Batteries not included. See and hear 3D scenes from Disney's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Just snap in a cartridge. Ah, humbug! And the characters look and sound so real. Very Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. You think you could reach in and touch them. See and hear A-Team and Muppets on cartridges each sold separately. And one more time for those that didn't pick that up. Batteries not included. See and hear 3D scenes from Disney's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Just snap in a cartridge. Ah, humbug! And the characters look and sound so real. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge! You think you could reach in and touch them. See and hear A-Team and Muppets on cartridges each sold separately. As always, I want to say come on over if you have a guest and visit the AFB forum. And since this will be playing after Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and a very special um, Mother's Day to my lovely wife, Promo Diva. Peace out. Mort with Talking Space Pack says eight things. Mort Talking Ragdoll says seven things. When you pull the string, you can never be sure what these two will say next. And here's Mork from Ork. An Ork Egg and Mindy Doll, too. Five fun toys, each sold separately. Mork Doll with Talking Space Pack. Other Mork collection toys are each sold separately. New from Mattel. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be a new release, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And this week, Scott has Toy of the Week, so over to you. Thank you very much, Ben. As I mentioned, I have been in Brisbane this week since uh, from Sunday to Wednesday, and I had the pleasure of visiting Comics Etc. up there, which is a fantastic comic shop if you're in the Queensland area. Um, not only do they have great stuff and a good selection of comics, they have a lot of toys and statues. And I just happened to run across the latest series of The Walking Dead action figures known as Series 3. Now... If you've listened to this show at all, you know that we have not thought highly of what has come to this point. In fact, I'm pretty sure we've red-carded at least once. Um, and I think that the toy community was fairly in unison with us in that the, the first couple of series of these toys did not get a good rap. Um, they simply weren't great. They were really posed. Um, the, the lightnesses and quality were terrible. Now, when we saw series three previewed, we reported it in the news and we commented particularly on the, the likenesses in the promo shots of Merle and Michonne, which are the two human characters in this wave and thought, wow, you know, if they managed to actually, produce something anywhere near as good as those promo shots, these could be quite good. And I have to say, I could not believe 
when I saw these on the uh, pegs at Comets, etc., that they've actually done it. And so in the interest of balanced reporting, um, and only only a tiny little bit because Comics Etc. had a huge discount on because it was the day after Free Comic Book Day, um, I decided to pick up the Michonne and review it today because we're nothing if not balanced. Is, is, isn't that right? Reporting, yes. That's right. Um, so just to run through the little... Um, our, our little quiz here. Obviously, they've had a big rethink about this line because the the packaging is different for a start. So the the previous packaging was uh, fairly short and square, and they've now moved to a thinner, taller um, card, which looks really nice. It's got kind of um, photos and artwork from the TV show, and uh, it, it stood out on the shelf right away. Much nicer approach. The um, these new figures are not preposed in the same way that the old figures were. The human figures are um, more highly articulated, and they don't have a, a a sculpted pose to them. And the the likenesses are really almost photorealistic. Um, the it, it's quite unreal looking at the Michonne figure for this is a, I, I think it's a five inch scale. So, you know, it's a small toy, but they have absolutely nailed the likeness. It's almost a little bit uncanny looking at this toy. You really feel almost like the actress is looking back at you. So, you know, that that's really saying something. Um, this is McFarland toys. We're talking about, of course, the year of release and acquisition is 2013. Um, the, uh, the, the packaging is collector-friendly and that it's easy to open. It's not resealable. Once you open it, it's it's done. Um, but it's got really nice artwork of the other figures in this wave and good descriptions, one of which I find highly amusing. In, in this in Series 3, we have Michonne, we have her two pets, um, we have Merle Dixon, and then we have the autopsy zombie. And for most of them, you, you get a... a you know, a description of what they come with. So Michonne, it says sword and removable poncho, Merle Dixon, bayonet hand and interchangeable weapons. And then for the autopsy zombie, it says shirt removed to show exposed stomach, digested hand and woodchuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which I got quite, quite, quite a kick out of. Um, the interest articulation, I think I counted 15. Um, she... She's got quite a bit of neck movement because her hair is sculpted in soft plastic, so it doesn't actually restrict the the neck movement. You can get a good rotation um, to both sides. She has shoulder, elbow, and uh, wrist articulation. She has a uh, I want to say it's almost like a an ab crunch, but it's covered up by a sculpted on vest, so I can't actually see. Um, exactly what it is she doesn't have waist articulation but she's got hips knees and um wrists with uh, hello wrists she has um foot wrists also known as ankles um (laughs) with with ankle rockers so she is quite easy to to pose um she has got comes with three accessories. She has her removable poncho, which is sculpted out of soft plastic and is really easy to pop on and pop off. She has her sword, her katana, um, and her what do you call it? It's like a sheath, isn't it? To scabbard, scabbard. yeah, a scabbard. Hello, um, and and her scabbard, which is a separate piece, but which can hang around her shoulder, and it can fit on. You can actually 
she can wear the poncho with the the scabbard still on, which is great. Um, she's she's pretty poseable. Um, the one thing in terms of the articulation that maybe is a little bit limiting is the way that her hips are done because her lower torso from the the ab crunch down to the kind of joins of the hips is sculpted as one piece. She doesn't have that wrist articulation and her, her lower, like her butt and front is a big sculpted piece. And then the legs are ball jointed in. So you don't get much range of upper leg movement. Um, so you couldn't really do kind of squatting or any dramatic leg poses. Um, but that otherwise she's got, a fairly good range of movement. The paint on this is outstanding. The um, the flesh tones um, are excellent. The her her uh, hair, bandana type thing that she wears around her head, which is um, you know quite a detailed thing, they have uh, captured beautifully. Um, the colors are you know fantastic right across the board, and there are some beautiful details in the sculpt that the paint doesn't. Um, doesn't doesn't cover up the kind of pockets on her jeans. She's got pockets on the the legs of her jeans as well. The um, the detail on her boots in particular is um, really quite outstanding. Is that um, just looking at her her boots? Uh, are they sort of mud splattered, or are they just sort of meant to look heavily worn? Uh, I think they're just meant to look they're meant to look worn. They've got a, a lot of scuffing. Yeah, yep. on them. So you know the detail in that is really amazing, and even things like the um, she, she wears little wrist guards, you know, like uh, fingerless gloves, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and those are that's sculpted and painted, you know, in quite a bit of detail. So that they really have gone all out. You know, the the main thing that I kept looking thinking about when I was looking at these is you know, surely they're going to have to go back and redo those first characters. Mm. Yeah, it's really only Rick and Shane that were the human characters we've had already, isn't it? Um, Yeah. And, you know, surely – oh, maybe they've done a Daryl Dixon as well? Uh, Not to my – Okay, hopefully not, not, because surely they're going to have to go back and and redo them to fit in with these because this is – it's truly brilliant. It's You know, it is an outstanding figure. The likenesses – I saw the Merle Dixon in shop as well. The likeness is just as spot on as – the Michonne. Um, and I just thought, you know, even though this is not something that I probably would, you know, normally I'm not going to collect these. Um, I just thought seeing as we've talked a lot about how poor we felt the first waves were, the fact that they've done such a turnaround here and really nailed these deserved a mention as well in the, the spirit of balance journalism. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Good on you. Um, I mean, look, this is a beautiful looking figure. Even just the way they've sculpted the the drapery in in sort of her um, tank top or whatever it is that she's got under her leather vest, mm-hmm. uh, it's all very light, nicely done. The only thing that seems a bit off to me is, as you mentioned, the I guess the the, the hip joints. Um, you know, the actress that plays Michonne, she's um, very, you know, she's quite slim. She seems quite athletic as well. Yeah. And so the way they've kind of tried to sculpt those those hip joints in the in the jeans, I guess, um, they've kind of ended up making it a little chunky. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does. It's more noticeable from the, the back than the front, like, because her butt's big. Um, mm. And 
you know, which not that there's anything wrong with that, but <laughs> it's not, it is a bit awkward in terms of. But I think it's it's about the decision that they've made of how to to do the hips, um, you know, which I guess the the other option would be a T crotch, which is pretty unnatural looking. Yeah. So this definitely is more natural looking, but it is just a, per, a bit limited the way that they've done it. It makes her look a little bit squat. Excellent. Yeah. Mm. Um, All right. Would you, before you give us a Dolly rating, would you consider picking up any of the other figures now? Um, it really partly depends on, surely they're going to have to go back to, to Rick in particular. Um, yeah, because those Rick and Shane figures are just horrid. You know, they don't look anything like the actors and they're pre-posed in really odd, you know, so, so th- this hopefully says to me they've had a rethink about this um, and we've seen, you know, that there is a, a fourth series coming out with a number of new characters as well, which look like they're going to be in keeping with this. So, you know, if the, I could see myself doing the core cast if they fix Rick. Mm. Um, which, you know, I would just think that they would have to. So, yeah. All right. And what about um, Michonne's pets? <laughs> well, they, they actually, the, the funny thing is that they also had have done a three-pack with Michonne and the pets, but it's a black and white set. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think so because I'm, I'm really not – in the action figure space anymore, you know, like I, I don't have a, I don't have room for them. Um, I'm not really collecting, you know, action figures. I'm into the statue space, um, so probably probably not the pets. Mm-hmm. But it's just the, you know, it's until you're actually holding it in your hand, I cannot tell you, like how well they have done this likeness for this scale in particular. I've never seen. A toy at this scale with such a such a strong likeness is it's really amazing. Fantastic. All right. And <laughs> Dolly rating. I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna take a point off for the um hip stuff. Right. Um but it's it is an outstanding toy. Very good. Fantastic. All right. Well, That wraps up the Toy of the Week. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new items we've added to our collections this week. Open the jaw, Grizz. The powers of evil control Castle Grayskull. Oh, yeah, Dad, watch Ram-Man's power. I'll get us inside, He-Man. Ram-Man, He-Man, and Castle Grayskull, each sold separately. You have to put the castle together. Ram-Man, use your head. I just did. Not that way. We have a prisoner. Good. Who's the prisoner? You are, because we have the power. Oh, no. Ram Man and He-Man from the Masters of the Universe collection, each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from Mattel. We're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And Adam, what you got? So I've got a big bad uh, toy store box on route, uh, which has got stuff from a while ago, um, mainly stuff that I've ordered on behalf of a friend. Um, I've got some Neon Genesis figures that I ordered after seeing them in Singapore. Um, the next Marvel Universe wave pre-ordered, so that was not the the one that's the repeat of everything that's already been. <laughs> the one that yeah, the one yeah, that was yeah. Mysterio and Electro and Rhino and something else. Um, Captain America. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I need another Captain America. Absolutely, yeah, thank God. Absolutely, yeah, we've been hanging out for uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got one yet, um, or half a dozen even. Um, picked up some Lego while we were overseas, um, just a few little bits and pieces, oh, including um, Lego um, ice block makers. 
um, like, you know, icy pole things. Um, <laughs> and just before we went away, I got uh, my toilet set, my action figure models toilet <laughs> thing, um, which I've put together apart from I ran out of glue, so I've got a couple of things I need to glue again and I need to paint a few things and I'll let it done. That is You're funny. In when you've got to glue your toilet together and paint it. Yeah, it's a bit worrying. Well, you don't have to paint the toilet. You have to paint the cubicle walls. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't realise that. I didn't realise yeah. you had to paint them. Good grief. So have you added graffiti, like for a good time, call Scott, you know, 555? Uh, uh, uh. No, because I like having a clean toilet. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, but other than that, yeah, that's me done. Very good. All right, Scott, what you got? What have I got? Um, well, I got my just yesterday actually. I got my box of stuff from last month from Medicolector. So I got Larflees, and uh, I got a Masters of the Universe figure as well, Snake Face, which is scary, <laughs> scary, like it's a oh, creepy really. Figure. Yeah, cool, but like, oh gosh. Um, and then the club exclusive figure, which was the Monster Mala with the brain, um, which, while, while you know, it's pretty phoned in in terms of reusing stuff they already had, they could have done a lot worse. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Nothing. Nothing super exciting, but fun. And then I also got an eBay purchase um, that I've been looking at for a while, which is the DC animated, like from Batman, the animated series uh, Batgirl statue. It's, I think, 2001, so it's an early wow. DC Direct um, thing, and it's Batgirl sitting on the bat signal, and it's just small, but it's cute. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, you know, I'm a big Barbara Gordon fan, so I thought that if I ever saw it below a certain price on eBay, I would go for it, and I saw it, so I went for it. Excellent. So that's it for me. Cool. Yeah, well, I got my uh, Infernal Crisis um, figures as well. I got my Laughleys, which is really, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, this figure, because you kind of... When you first take him out of the mailer, you go, oh, that's pretty cool, the way they've got him posed. He's cradling the orange lantern. They've come up with some some nifty hands um, so that he can do that. And it, it's a really nice-looking figure. It's, it, I think I like it uh, better than the DC Direct one. But, you know, really, when you look at how many slots we have in a year, um, yeah. this is not a figure I demanded. This is not a figure that anyone demanded. Uh, which is really a shame. So um, I'm, even though I like this one better than the DC Direct, the DC Direct one is in my display and I'm too lazy to open this one up, so he'll just go <laughs> into, uh, into one of those tubs. Um, but uh, Monsieur Mala, um, oh, that's a great figure. As you said, there's obviously a lot of reuse there, but you know, I think for what they've got, they did a great job. I think yeah. it's a, a fun figure. He, he looks good. The beret looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, again, not not a fan demanded, certainly from me. But oh, look, it's it's not too bad. Yeah, so, I, I'm happy with it. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's no other items to report, I think it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. 
What is this bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. And handing out the penalty this week is everyone. Yes, it's Red Carded Rapid Fire style. So, over to me. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, look, yeah, this this one, um, uh, for those who uh, have been listening to more than one podcast, you'll know that I'm a big fan of the new Playmates 4-inch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line. Really uh, enjoying that. Picked up pretty much everything they've done so far, including the Shell Razor van and the, the Sewer Lair play set, etc. Um, but I have to say that the biggest disappointment has to be the way they've handled the oversized figures. Um, if you've been following the show at all, we've seen uh, the introduction of Leatherhead, um, the, the sort of mutated crocodile, and in the show he is gigantic. Um, he'd easily be probably three times the size of one of the Ninja Turtles. Um, and I mean, if a Ninja Turtle, if we're looking at sort of four or five feet tall, you can imagine how big he'd be. Uh, and the decision that Playmates have made to just include figures like him and Dog Pound, uh, and even Snakeweed, I guess, in the regular four-inch line, means that we get a Leatherhead figure that is actually smaller than one of the Ninja Turtles. Yes, hmm. that's correct. He, he hmm. actually comes in under one of the Ninja Turtles when you stand them next to each other, which is a really odd choice given that um, Playmates decided to, to do the, the play sets that include a vehicle and a figure. Uh, I really don't think it would have been too much of a stretch to continue that series, that sort of two-pack style series, with an oversized figure and um, just a regular turtle and then you could have easily got another wave with um, with Leatherhead, uh, Dog Pound, and Snakeweed. Uh, plus, you could have thrown in a variant Ninja Turtle just you know as as an extra. So, yeah, Playmates, you're getting my red card of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, over to me, and um, I'll go with the news that broke the internet this week, which is um, the. <laughs> Master of the Universe Classics Secret Spirit of Hordak, which for those that don't know, is essentially a um, re-release of Hordak, but he's in translucent red plastic with, you know, little bits of red paint on his chest and um, his eyes. Um, So from what seems to be the word on the street is, um, magically, um, some people must have been sniffing around on the Maddie Collector site, Spirit of Hordak showed up and was available for sale for a very limited amount of time. Um, people bought him. A lot of people missed out because they weren't, you know, either sniffing around randomly or being obsessive freaks trying to find something um, <laughs> that no one else had. Um, and now he's not available anymore. And they've basically, you know, um, once again tweaked their noses at all collectors of Master of the Universe Classics. So thanks for that one again, Mattel. And you get another red card. <laughs> <laughs> they, they must have a huge collection by now. I hope they framed them. I hope so. Yeah. Well, another company that does get red cards for us occasionally is DC Collectibles, and they're getting another one tonight. We mentioned earlier that the um, Infinite Crisis video game is getting some tie-in statues, and one of them is a Wonder Woman statue that – uh, I just don't know where to begin to describe this thing. I, if I, for starters, I don't think that without context I would even think that it was Wonder Woman. Yeah. 
It's some weird chick holding a bizarre chainsaw on a stick with <laughs> As you do. a belt made of business ties and weird crap on her face and I, I, I just cannot describe how bad this thing looks. <laughs> you know, one thing to make it a, a, a part of a video game but to make a statue out of it, I just it, – it's – seriously – so DC Collectibles gets my red card just for, like, you know, a true what What on earth is this moment? Outstanding. All right. Well, <laughs> coming up after those well-deserved failures is our discussion topic of the week. RoboCop. Part man, part robot, all cop. The ultimate in law enforcement. RoboCop and the Ultra Police. The only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals, Headhunter and Nitro. <laughs> the Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring RoboCop even more firepower. In the fight for justice, nothing can stop. RoboCop. RoboCop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with RoboCaps. Well, tonight we're talking pre-orders, the pros and the cons. And collectible sellers from our local comic shop to our favourite online sites, such as Mike's Comics and Stuff, Big Bad Toy Store and Pop Culture Superstore, now have the common option of allowing customers to pre-order toy and statue goodness. But what are the pros and what are the cons of the pre-order? Guys, do you pre-order? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> In my sleep. So you are self-confessed pre-orderers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Adam, what sort of stuff do you pre-order and how often? Um, I'll typically pre-order 95% of what I buy. Um, so Marvel U figures, um, figure arts, Dragon Ball Z figures, and the Revoltech Evangelion figures. Um, pretty much a automatic pre-orders for me, although not all of the Revoltech ones, but yeah. Hmm. All right, Scott. What about you? Uh, well, statues obviously are you know all sold on pre-order, so that's a you know my main um, my main pre-order habit, and uh, some some figures and things as well. That um, partly I think being in Australia, we just don't have the luxury sometimes of waiting to see if we like it or not. So, so if you want, if you think you might miss out, you've got to. Um, pre-order. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a pre-orderer, but probably not to the extent you guys are. I certainly pre-order my sideshow statues, um, and the the odd Bowen statue. But I was actually having a bit of a think about my action figures, and certainly a lot of the stuff I've been buying recently, like the uh, Marvel Select figures and the Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I've actually just been picking up from Bricks and Mortar or my local comic shop. Uh, so not as many as I, I would have thought um, are pre-orders. So I guess, all right, let's just jump straight to the pros. What are the pros? Scott, why do you pre-order? Well, one of the pros is that um, it's a way to make sure you don't miss out. So when we're talking about limited edition items like some statues in particular, um, they can sell out in pre-order. And if you haven't pre-ordered, particularly uh, think about some of the sideshow stuff and the sideshow exclusive things. If you don't pre-order those, then you're not getting them because, or, or you're going to pay ridiculous amounts for them on 
on eBay mm. because the, the they just go ridiculous when we get to the second hand. So, you know, partly it's to, to not miss out and sometimes it's to secure a, a good price um, because, again, you know, the side stuff stuff really um, is the pre-order stuff is usually a fairly reasonable price. Um, but if you wait for the secondary market, then they can just go crazy. Yeah. Well, what about you, Adam? You, you're more of an action figure guy. Why do you bother to pre-order? Mainly just so that I can get it. I mean, obviously, Revel Tech and um, Figure Arts, you're just not going to get them in Australia without getting them from a specialty store. Um, so that would be an issue anyway. But even Marvel Universe, like, just to make sure you can get the figures, you pretty much have to pre-order um, to secure them easily and, and cheaply and without a lot less hassle than otherwise. Um and I've, I've seen a few people um, on the forum mention this kind of stuff, and I know it's the same overseas. It seems to be pretty much anywhere that's not the US, and even in parts of the US you have to pre-order it. Yeah. I mean, I guess the obvious choice for us being in Australia and having, um, you know, poor, uh, you know, toy visuals at, at, at bricks and mortar stores, being able to pick up this stuff, not knowing whether it'll ever turn up at retail here, uh, is pretty much a given. I certainly do that with my Marvel Legends. I've um, been collecting Marvel Legends since Wave 1, and I can remember waves just not hitting shelves, then we would skip another couple of waves and then a wave would suddenly turn up and it was infuriating trying to pick up those missing waves. And so when you you can actually find a good source to pick them up. You just stick with it. And, and certainly uh, I've been picking up both my DC Universe classics and Marvel Legends from Mike S. And, um, you know, Mike does it in such a way that, that you don't have to put down a deposit or anything. You just simply put your name down and he contacts you when they're in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I also uh, thought the agreed price um, was an interesting one too, because you are actually, um, you know, committing to a price then and there, and and if the figures do become quite scarce, you know, you are actually getting in at a, at the the ground level and and paying a um an agreed price. I think. Well, that's right. That can be a a big advantage, and you know, I was reading something the other day at an American. Collector on a forum was actually maybe it was John, um, you know, saying I just I'm not a pre-orderer. I just like to be able to see them first, and you know that's something that that's totally contextual. You know, for us, you know, a lot of the things that I collect don't get sold at retail here, and so if I wanted to wait till I'd see them, then I before I decided, then I would just never have them. Oh, I must have confessed I did that with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I had the opportunity to pick them up online, but I wanted to see them in the flesh, so to speak. Um, one figure sent from the US just wasn't reasonable, and so I sort of held off getting one figure just to look at it, um, and I didn't want to actually commit to to buying you know a full set of figures because obviously the the price was um, significantly more. Hmm. Um, and, and so my my waiting was rewarded, and I did see them locally for a good price and and pick them up. But you know certainly you do take the the chance that um, certain scarce figures will will go up um, quite quickly, and and you then find yourself you know chasing them forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think the other one, you know, you were talking about avoiding sellouts, and I, I think that's quite important too, because, um, you know, I've certainly had those those panicked moments where I've 
uh, set my alarm for stupid o'clock in the morning to get in and, and pre-order a, you know, a sideshow premium format statue um, just because I'm terrified that it's going to sell out. Um, you know, as Scott mentioned, the, the secondary prices for these things are heinous and uh, sometimes it's not even about the exclusive. You just want to actually get in and make sure you've got your name against one because um, you, you just don't want to be chasing down sideshow premium format Captain America prices. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, that, I mean, that is something that, you know, I do occasionally think about. You're like, I'm not sure about this, but then you think about, well, what if it goes nuts and I can never have this thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's the, we talked about the Sideshow exclusive, but if um, people remember when I reviewed the Bandai SH Monster Arts Godzilla figure some time back, um, I was disappointed that my version of Godzilla didn't actually come with the... Um, sort of the snap-on um, uh, nuclear breath that he does. Um, and that turned out to be something that was actually only a part of the first run of action figures, and the subsequent release of the same figure didn't actually contain that extra. So if you didn't actually get in early and sort of pre-order one of the first well, the first run figures, I guess you'd call it, um, you actually missed out like I did. And uh, that was simply because I, I wasn't aware. So the newer figures I've actually pre-ordered, um, on the hope that, you know, I get that extra. Yes, true. Yeah. Mm. But I guess there are cons, um, and we should talk about those. And uh, so, yeah, what are some of the cons for pre-ordering? Scott? When it comes to statues and things, one thing, I guess it depends on how you pre-order. If you pre-order here in Australia through previews, which for some products you can, one thing that is a you know, a con is that you don't really know what price you're paying until it arrives because it's done on the exchange rate at the time. So um, the the pro of pre-ordering through previews is that you're not paying shipping, although, I mean, you kind of pay that in, in the price that you pay the shop, but the con is that the price, you know, so for instance, you know, I've got some things on pre-order through my comic shop um, that, you know, could end up being more expensive. I was planning on if the Australian dollar went down, you know, suddenly, etc. Um, so the and, and another con can be if it's a pre-order where you have to pay ahead. So a lot of the big companies have you know systems where you either pay a deposit or you don't pay until it arrives. But some smaller websites, smaller shops expect the full price paid at the time which can be a challenge as well so that's those can be cons of pre-ordering and it's also a bit of a fickle market i mean you know we do we really need to spend much time talking about um our good friend jeff beckett and his uh, shocker toys uh, you know, jeff was soliciting waves of figures and was accepting payment for those figures and, and they've effectively never shipped there's a wave of figures that was meant to ship you know, a few years ago, uh, and to this day, they've still not shipped, and, and people really need to chase him to get their money back. Um, so, you know, there's actually no guarantee that this, you know, the, these figures will ever come out, and, and you have to hope that the the company is still around to refund your money too. Yes. What about you, Adam? Do you find there are any cons with pre-ordering? Um, well, there's a few, right? I mean, like if you look at the way the big bad toy store does Marvel Universe, for example. Typically, you can either order pre-order um, a case of figures, the wave of figures, 
or maybe you can pre-order a couple of the figures from the wave, but they're typically not the ones that are going to be the chase or not expected to be the chase figures. Mm. So you end up with, um, even if you get the whole wave, you typically end up with by now in Marvel Universe a duplicate or two of something you've already got. So you pay, you still pay probably less than you would if you managed to somehow find them all in a toy store, um, but you've got another thing that you don't really want. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean I'm I'm very much the I'm not a pre-order person. Uh, there's a number of sort of reasons. One of them is um, I, I tend to forget when I've pre-ordered things. I don't keep some sort of fangled spreadsheet of of when I d- put a deposit on what and how much and when it's due out and and anything like that. Um, so I can often forget that I've even pre-ordered something. But something that I've been stung time and time again is um you know i've got the kind of family who basically when it comes to things like birthday and christmas they go straight to my wife um and mrs shake says okay well i'll get a a list of stuff that he's after and so i'll go and have a look and i'll go oh okay well you know that has a release date of the month before my birthday so great i'll add that to the list and you know person x can get it for me for my birthday and then, of course, the figure or statue ends up shipping three months late. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the the I guess the shelf date um, is is often dubious at best, particularly with statues. Yes, uh, and it also makes it hard to, unless you're the kind of person who starts prepaying in full or puts a little bit of money away each week for statues, you could quite quickly find that if you were, uh, for example, going to limit yourself to six statues a year um, and they were all nicely spaced out, well, given the way production works in China, you could suddenly find all six of your statues shipping in September. Yes, that is a definite um, challenge and particularly the Bowen stuff because of the way that that works you know they um don't have complete control over where things come out they don't have a warehouse where they can hold stuff if they happen to get a number of things at once so if you do have those on pre-order um then you can be locked into um a fair bit of dosh at one time that you might not be expecting Mm. and Sideshows certainly do it better than most places, but one of the things I've also found is that uh, most retailers won't give you a an estimate on shipping until the item is actually in stock and no. can me- measure the dimensions and the weight. So often you're considering a pre-order for an item and you're looking at this figure and thinking, well, I don't even know how it's going to be packaged um, eventually. So if it comes in like a huge oversized box, uh, I-, I could be up for some you know considerable shipping. And so... You know, you'll often sit there and watch something, and it'll say, you know, April release, April release, April release, and you're not going to commit to ordering it until it's suddenly in stock, and then you can use the shipping calculator to to work out how much it's going to cost you. This, <laughs> I think, is actually very difficult when it comes to statues. I know Sideshow have a um, a pretty good practice where you can even email them for a uh, an estimate on shipping, and they'll come back with a a guide on on what they think it's going to cost to ship, you know, to your country. So the service there is certainly fantastic. But something else that um, I've been stung by in the past is, um, you know, we talked about getting up at you know stupid o'clock in the morning to pre-order something. 
um, and you do that and you pay the solicited price and for fear that the item, you know, will sell out and you'll have to try and pick it up off the secondary market. And then, you know, 12 months from then, uh, the figure hasn't sold out. In fact, uh, stores have uh, an abundance of stock and you can see them on eBay for half of what you paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's the risk. Um, speaking of eBay, I think you know that's a place where people really need to be careful with pre-orders. Um, one of the uh, eBay's really tightened its policy in terms of pre-orders that they have to be. Um, you know, if it's a pre-order item that you're not meant to be listing it unless you're expecting to be sending it you know, within 30 days of the end of the auction, that you have to be very clear about the fact that it is a pre-order item. But some sellers are better at that than others. Like I've nearly been caught a couple of times with um, things that I only because I took the time to read the small print, I realized, oh, this is a pre-order item. And... Uh, you know, I, I've been stung once with that, where I did actually manage to get my money back when it went over the um, the time frame that was allowed. But it was a fight, and it was from a a very well known U.S. e-tailer of of toys um, that has an eBay site as well, and it was an absolute fight to get the money back. Um, yes. Yes. And you do have to pay attention because I noticed that a number of those places, what they'll also do too, is they will put up an eBay buy it now pre order um, for a statue for $25. And yes. you know, if you read the fine print, what you're actually doing is you're committing to 10% um, of the item and then they will bill you separately. Um, you know, for the remainder when that item is in stock, which is kind of a sneaky way of getting around, you know, having to pay eBay fees on the full amount. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think eBay needs to go a step further and say you don't sell this unless you actually have it in hand. Like, yeah. you know, it's just not the right forum for pre-ordering, particularly when, you know, you've got people, if, if they are shipping internationally, you've got some people who have got limited English who don't necessarily understand and, you know, it can be a real, mm. yeah. 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 Uh, and I think something else to remember too is that a pre-order is not always um, a guarantee that you'll get the item. Um, oh. We've seen in the past with certain items that allocations can occur, mm-hmm. um, and I certainly know that that happens through Diamond with um, comic shops. I've seen in the past where my local comic shop um, has tried to order four or five uh, of, a, of a particular Bowen statue, um, and then they've actually been told that they'll only be getting two or three That's right, yeah. allocations have occurred. Um, which can be really disappointing because if you're one of those people who who came in late and you you know you were order number five, then you've actually got to make the mad scramble to see if you can find it you know somewhere else. Yeah, well, that, that's happened to me a couple of times. You know that, um, and, and particularly because obviously your comic shops um, are your smaller orderers. So I doubt that you know Big Bad Toy Store or someone like that ever gets um allocated. But um you know that that's happened to me a couple of times. Um last time was the Bowen Valkyrie statue, which you know was a hard to find statue and I was just extremely fortunate that one of our look local other other local shops here had one, but I paid more for it than I had expected. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of the things uh, on when we threw this question out on the the AFB forum, um, Cavball said that uh, it keeps him from making impulse buys, <laughs> which I thought was quite amusing. Um, you know, saying that it was tough to walk out of the toy store empty-handed. Well, clearly you don't live in Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really, uh, unless you want to walk out with a Bratz doll, um, uh, it's, it's I not that, too, that yeah. difficult to walk out empty-handed. But yes, I, I see your point, and um, I guess pre-ordering helps you, you know, control. Um, you know your purchases that little bit better um adam what do you think about cancellation fees is that the sort of thing that you just accept and and just run with it i haven't had cancellation fees yet um i don't believe big bad toy store would uh, which is who i normally pre-order through have cancellation unless you've it, it's um the item has already arrived and is waiting to ship to you and then i think you've got like a day or two or something to cancel without being charged for it um I don't see that there's any problem with it, depending on the size of the item. I mean, if it's a you know ten dollar action figure, like ten to twenty dollar action figure, it's probably a bit rich. But when you're talking about um, a several hundred dollar statue or you know premium format figure, I think you know you've got to suck it up. If you if you order that and go, oh, hang on, I've seen more information about this now and I, I don't want it. Well, you've just ended up lumping someone with a, a giant thing that. They have to stock that they've paid for or that they've committed to. So, you know, yeah. I, I view it as part of that. They're doing you a solid by providing you with this thing guaranteed on the condition that you, you pay something for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've seen firsthand um, collectors are a, a pretty fickle bunch and uh, I used to work uh, at my local comic shop while I was um, at university and uh, I used to see on a regular basis um, people used to come in and to find out that something they'd ordered had arrived and they would give us the, the, the speech about how they, they couldn't afford it now and um, or could they pick it up later or I've changed my mind, etc. And it can certainly be infuriating. So, mm. you know, I, I can see why a 10% deposit, non-refundable deposit is... Yeah. Um, not much to ask. Yeah, I think it's reasonable. You know, I, I don't know how big, like uh, Big Bad, are very good about that, and obviously that's just a nature of the size of their their company that that you can wear it. And I mean, it is a good way of if you're not 100% sure about something or you want to make sure that you've got something but you know you might find it at a better price. Big Bad's a good way to go because. You can cancel you know, that at any time. Yeah. yeah. I, I know there was certainly uh, a little bit of um, sort of critical uh, discussion of, of a couple of online sellers who um, were putting up pre-orders for uh, waves of action figures, uh, and those they, they were Marvel Legends, uh, which have variant figures, and the, the seller actually mentioned as part of the pre-order that um, people wouldn't have a choice. They would actually be just sent... Um, one of the the two figures at, at random. And so, for example, um, you know you had the the Hyperion and Sentry um, figures, which are a, a variant for that particular slot, uh, and they were soliciting that you would actually get sent one at random. Um, fortunately, Hasbro decided for us by not actually bothering to ship the variants. But, uh, yeah. You can see my point. So that can actually be largely frustrating, you know, if you're after a wave of six or eight figures um, and you're after sort of specific um, characters and, and you don't actually get a choice in that. Yes. Yeah. Mm, very good. All right. Well, there you go. Pre-orders. Be careful. 
pros yeah. and cons. Pros and cons. I guess the one other thing that's probably worth mentioning as a con is one that I think um, you bring up regularly, Scott, as a reason that you don't order some kinds of figures off the net, which is you don't get to see it firsthand, so you can't do your own quality assessment. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing, again, about thinking about statues in particular. If you order it through a comic shop, then if there's an issue with it, then they can send it back. Yeah. Um, whereas if you, you know, like I, I've had one thing, statue I've ordered through Big Bad that had an issue and really, like I could have sent it back, but it would have been international shipping at my own expense to send it back, you know, and that um, that that is a definite con in terms of the quality assurance side of things. Order directly through Sideshow, you have a problem, you can send it back. All right. Excellent, guys. Well, that wraps up our discussion topic, and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet. Jetfire. Transformers. More than meets the eye. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon. Shockwave. The Transformers. Robots in disguise. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you, and if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. Scott, you've got our piece of feedback for tonight. I do. It's actually a question from Count Geekula on Twitter, (laughs) and he is asking, how and how often do you dust your figures? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, my answer to that is, first of all, when I move, <laughs> which I've done twice since I started my collecting, so everything gets a good dust then. Um, all my statues are um, behind glass, so they don't get particularly dusty. But um, And that, that's, that's why I was allowed to get the glass, because once I started having things lying around, my wife said, look, if you are going to um, have this stuff around, it has to be behind glass because if it gets dusty, it's going to drive me crazy. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Look, I have a lot of my statues in glass cabinets and that really cuts down on the dust. However, for some bizarre reason, dust still manages to get in there. Yes. Um, That's kind of – I have no idea how that happens. Um, Action figures – oh, my statues that aren't um, behind glass that are actually out um, on display on my entertainment unit, et cetera – um, I, I tend to give those a going over about once a fortnight, maybe, you know, sort of once a month. I've got a very small um, dusting brush that you use for um, camera lenses, and I find that's actually quite handy, so um, I can give them a, a quick going over. Action figures, on the other hand, jeez, uh, because my shelves are absolutely packed, um, I, I really, every time I go near them, I'm risking a, a figure lanch. Uh, so I probably don't do them anywhere near as much as I should. However, the room that they're in, I tend to leave the door closed whenever I'm not in there, so try and cut down a little bit. Yeah. So there you go. Huh. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I pretty much never do mine because they're all pretty much action figures so, and they're behind glass, so... <laughs> there you go. All right. Hope that helps, Count Geekula. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up the show. We did it. Say goodbye. Yay! Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. And hey, off yeah. my last chocolate crispy. 
peanut butter <laughs> ball. And thank you, Mrs. Hype, and, and thank you, Mr. Hype, for my toy goodness as well. Yes. Love you guys. And, 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 of course, you know, it's Mother's Day this weekend, so you know, call your mother and make sure she's okay. That's right. Or, sorry, in the modern world, as I did, FaceTime your mother <laughs> so she can tell you you're fat. <laughs> And next week, we're going to talk about mother issues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Tonight we're talking about pre-orders, pros and cons, and collectible sellers from our local comic shop to our favourite online sites, such as Mike's Comics and stuff, and... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not a sponsor anymore. Yeah. Who? The bad, 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 bad. Why not? They didn't pay. No. Fuckers. I, exactly. We we're not going to... the boys. Yeah. No, I, we, we don't do charity here. To the boys are in, that's right. That's why they talk like that now. Hey, me, me, yeah, because they don't have any teeth. Yeah. <laughs>here because we collect so feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and us and fucking hell <laughs> i don't want to fucking hell with you wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and i think we're done we're done yeah oh my gosh it's only 12 past 11 i know fast one Hot damn. Hot damn. We're getting good at this. It only took 60 episodes. That's <laughs> right. This podcast was brought to you by the Big Top Network. Network.